0: You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen as we talk all things BYU here plenty to talk about on today's show. We're going to catch up with BYU defensive back Jacob Robinson, a one-on-one conversation with the Utah State transfer, former Orem High star. What does he make of his new role as the nickelback in BYU's defense? He'll explain. We'll also talk a little bit about what's going on with BYU as they prepare to take on USF this weekend. And of course, we'll catch up on the other news involving other BYU teams in action today, as well as another win for the BYU Women's Golf Program. They are off to a fantastic and flying start this season. We're going to touch on all of that ahead on today's show. A reminder for you guys to get the latest when it comes to the Big 12. Make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Josh Neighbors is your host every single day covering everything going on in BYU's future conference home. Download it on the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. And with that let's get it going here on a Thursday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 23rd, 2021. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars. Welcome into your daily podcast, your only daily podcast focused on all things BYU. And thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every single day. And remember that Locked On Cougars is free and available on all podcasting platforms. And coming soon, we're moving to YouTube, folks. Yes. We're going to have a video format of this podcast, so look forward to that. We'll have more information for you guys relatively quickly here as we move into a new era, if you will, with the Locked On Cougars podcast. Once again, my name is Jay Catch. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. I am your resident BYU insider here, talking all things BYU every single day. And let's start off with some rumors out there involving BYUs to get ready for USF this coming Saturday night. I am looking forward to this matchup. I think that USF is a little bit of a respite for BYU after back-to-back brutal games against Arizona State and Utah. And the nice part is BYU got through both of those games with victories, plain and simple. But they did not get through them unscathed. We've already talked about the fact that they have lost Keenan Peely for the season due to an ACL injury. We saw guys like Isaiah Heron, I'm going to say Isaac Warner. I'm like, who is Isaac Warner? That was in my head. Okay. Folks, uh, trust me I've got names flowing through my head that Isaac Warner I could never tell you where that came from but nonetheless uh, so guys like Isaiah Heron left the game early against Arizona State we also saw Jaron Hall leave early and I've seen it on social media some people uh, reaching out and saying, hey Jake what do you know with regards to the status of Jaron Hall now here's what I can tell you guys is that Jaron Hall is beat up like most players are many of you probably don't realize how brutal the sport of football is or if you do, you know how much of a toll it takes on these guys' bodies. It takes them, and I've, I've talked to guys who play both at the collegiate level and at the NFL level, that it can take a full three, four, five days before you actually feel like, okay, I can actually go back out there and play again, and you're just struggling through practices, your film sessions, just feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to move. So, Jaron Hall I believe he is truly beat up. He has taken a number of hits, uh, none bigger than it feels like that one late in the game against Arizona State with a 300-plus pound defensive tackle landing on him. And uh, He told the media afterwards he got the air knocked out of him. I wholeheartedly believe that. I also do believe he probably took a nice shot to his ribs. And if he's unable to go this week... I've got confidence that a guy like Baylor Romney can beat USF. I'll be frank about that. Baylor Romney is more than capable of filling in should Jaron Hall need to sit out this type of a game to get himself a little healthier for bigger games. Utah State, Boise State, shortly after this USF matchup. If he needs to take a week and heal up, absolutely, I have the confidence that... Baylor Romney steps in. He's the guy. Jacob Conover will be his backup. And I think they're both more than capable of leading BYU to a victory. Does that mean that Jaron Hall is not going to play? Is probably what you're asking, Jake, what do you know? I can tell you this much. Jaron Hall will be maybe a game-time decision. It could be as late as a game-time decision to see if he's able to go. He is a competitor. All these guys are competitors. Any player and any of you who have competed at the highest levels of sports, know how much of an alpha mentality it requires, especially for a quarterback. And if Jared Hall is capable of going and he feels up to the challenge and he's not medically uh, at risk, like he's not doing any further damage to his body or himself by going out there and playing... It wouldn't surprise me to see him trot out there against USF. But if there is any question with regards to his long-term, and I, I speak of long-term as being something that, let's say, it extends out two, three, four, five weeks. That we're talking this part of the season where you have a big game suddenly at Utah State. They're pretty feisty up there in Logan. They're 3-0 and folks. You, you can't ignore what Utah State has done early on this year. Boise State is a rivalry game for, for everything you may consider it not to be. I consider it a rivalry game. You got those two games coming up shortly after this game against USF. If Jaron Hall needs to take a week, this is the week to do it. Plain and simple. It's as simple as that for me. Do I think that Jaron Hall will sit out? I don't know that answer. I'll be frank with you guys. I do not know that answer at this juncture. Many times, and this has been a hallmark of both uh, Bronco Mendenhall's tenure at BYU as well as Kalani Sitake's, is that uh, players, if they do not practice on Thursday, they are going to not play on Saturday. Now... Also, we don't have access to practice to see if Jaron Hall is taking part in practice. And Aaron Roderick, when he spoke to the media yesterday, was asked the question, has been Jaron Hall been out there practicing this week? What is his health status? He deferred to Kalani Sitake to address all of the injury uh, concerns because Kalani's been the guy who's kind of been the point man on revealing anything that comes out injury-wise. But he did say Jaron Hall has been out there. So let's let you hear Aaron Roderick's exact words with regards to, is Jaron Hall practicing this week, and what is his status? Here you go. Kalani is the only one that will talk about injuries, but um, yeah, he's out there. There you have it. He's out there. Does that mean that he's out there as in he's standing on the sidelines? Does that mean he's out there as in he's taking every rep as the first-team quarterback? Nobody knows because we have not had an opportunity to see him at practice on Thursday. That is the determining day for when players will either be out or available to play. So based on the people I have talked to, and you guys know that I talked to people down there who are in practice, Jaron Hall has been at practice, but his status for this game could go as late as, let's say 10 minutes before game time. You filling up to it? All right, get out there. But I do believe, and this is my personal opinion, and everybody I've talked to, is that Baylor Romney in practice has been absolutely phenomenal when he has been out there. Obviously when you're QB1, you take the lion's share of the reps. Typically the disparity is about 70-80% to of the reps with the first team goes to the starter, and then 20% goes to the second stringer, and sometimes it's a 15%, 5% split, even for the third team quarterback, just to keep them engaged, give them some reps, that type stuff but I hope, and I, I, I would like to see Jaron Hall get out there against USF because uh, obviously BYU has not really lit it up in terms of points scored so far this season, and it really feels like to me that USF is a prime game for you to go out there and absolutely light up the scoreboard if you're BYU. But even if it's not Jaron Hall suiting up, if it's number 16 Baylor Romney taking the field as BYU starting quarterback Saturday night, the expectation is still the same: go out there take advantage of USF's weakness. They're coming across the country from sea level to time zones to elevation. Go run them off the field, light up the scoreboard, and have some fun while you move to 4-0. That is the expectation. So there you go. That is what I know about Jaron Hall. Do I expect him to play? I can't say that. But do I hope he plays? Absolutely, but I'm also confident that a guy like Baylor Romney should Jaron Holt not be available is capable of moving this offense and leading BYU to a victory. I am more than confident in saying that so we'll see what shakes out Saturday and anything that I hear from our practice insiders throughout today. Obviously, I'll be reaching out to some of them seeing what I can glean off of them. I'll be happy to pass along on tomorrow's podcast as we preview this matchup with USF. All right, coming up here in just a minute, though, we are going to switch gears a little bit, catch up with BYU defensive back Jacob Robinson. Had a chance to catch up with him one-on-one earlier this week. A new role for him, something he's actually never played before in his life. He'll explain his new role for the BYU defense and what he makes of his time in Provo so far. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Rock Auto. Many of you out there obviously rely on your vehicles on a day-to-day basis. I am one of those guys, and over the past year, if you've been paying attention to my life, my car has given me all kinds of fits, and the best part is Rock Auto has been there to help me out in multiple instances. The goal with Rock Auto is they want you to save time and money when using their resource. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can get them on Rock Auto.com. The best part, Rock Auto is a family business, been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are always reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need: brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. And I want to encourage you guys to go check out the resource. You search out your vehicle, tell it what model is, what year, and suddenly it's just like a list, okay. Part X, part Z, part Y. You click on it, has every option from every every manufacturer under the sun for that exact part for your vehicle. You click, point, uh, select, whatever you want. You can search by price. It's, It's just the resource is phenomenal so give it a shot go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck please write locked on or locked on cougars in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need that's rockauto.com Let's take a minute here and talk about our friends over at Elevate Fitness. You guys have heard me talk about this multiple times over the past month or so as I've talked about my health journey. Recently, I've been working on losing weight, and over the past six to seven months, Elevate Fitness and Rich Heart have been an absolute blessing in my life. Folks, the best part about Elevate Fitness is they taught me exactly what was going on and what was wrong with my diet and what uh, I had been doing that had been sabotaging my ability to lose weight. The biggest thing is insulin and insulin resistance. And you know what? Since I started working with Elevate Fitness, as I have mentioned, 45 pounds lost, but more importantly, and this is a, something I talked with Rich yesterday at our weekly check in. We meet weekly to check in on how I'm doing, and we were talking about visceral fat content. Visceral fat is the fat that's kind of surrounding your organs, it's the stuff that's the inside, it's the fat that's hardest to lose. Well, folks. I went from a very unhealthy number. let's just put it that way, and I am actually on the verge of getting into the healthy category, and we've done it over the past seven months. It's been utterly phenomenal. The system is simple, it's straightforward, and I think anybody can do it. if you're not even if you're not overweight, if you just want to get into a better frame or just a better mindset, just a better overall way of life, I believe that Elevate Fitness can teach you more about that. I want you guys to go to their website. It's InsulinIQ.com slash Elevate. InsulinIQ.com Elevate. You can check out more about what the program's about and also schedule an initial consultation with Rich or one of his team members. And the best part is it's free. Do that initial consultation with no obligation beyond that. It's changed my life. I believe it can change your guys' as well. So give it a shot. That's InsulinIQ.com slash elevate. Make sure to tell them that Locked On Cougars and J Catch sent you when you stop by. All right, my friends, thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. We are going to talk with BYU defensive back Jacob Robinson here momentarily to talk about his job as the nickelback in BYU's defense. But I want to make sure you guys that your second listen today is to make sure you check out Locked On Big 12. Of course, BYU is going to be joining that conference in 2023. My hope is they would do it sooner. But nonetheless, if you guys want to stay up to speed on everything going on in the conference that BYU is soon to call home, I want you guys to listen to that shortly after we wrap up here. But without further ado, let's bring in now BYU defensive back Jacob Robinson. Jacob, thank you for taking the time. How are you, sir? Good, how are you? Doing all right. Uh, appreciate you taking some time to join me here. I wanted to kind of start off here. You were a guy who, coming out of Orem High School, was recruited by BYU. You decided to go to Utah State. Uh, what brought you back to BYU? Um,
1: Honestly, so the coaching changes, that were going on up there, and then um, I just wanted to be closer to my family, and yeah, with COVID and everything, and then playing for Kalani, too. So, well,
0: I can I can completely understand that. You seem to have uh, stepped right into a pretty f- a good role there as that as that kind of that nickel cornerback. Do you enjoy playing that position? Yeah, it's been way
1: fun. My first time, so but yeah, it's been fun to learn.
0: Obviously, you probably played more of a traditional cornerback in high school. What what are the chief differences between playing nickel and playing an actual outside cornerback spot?
1: Um, just different leverages. There's more space. I'd say it's a lot harder. Yeah, it's a lot of space to work with at the slot and then a lot more responsibilities for sure.
0: Does that include covering guys like tight ends? Yeah, yes, sir. How- Starting the speed guys
1: all the way to the biggest yeah. receivers on the field. So.
0: How, how difficult is that? Cause you're not you're not the biggest guy in the world, let's be honest, but how difficult is it to match up with a guy who may outweigh you by 30, 40 pounds? Yeah, it's all right. I mean,
1: they're a lot slower. Um, I was actually talking to Chad Lewis um, the other day, and he's just telling me to get up in their grill because they don't like it. Even though I'm little, like just they're slow, so you've got to run with them,
0: but... So, so you, you got to counter their size with speed, is that right? Yes, sir. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, you've gotten a lot of playing time early on here at BYU. What do you think has led to that opportunity for you so early on in your career?
1: Um, I just think working hard. Um, I trained with Robertson and Daniel who used to play corner here. And yeah, me and um, D'Lo will go out and just do field work just as much as we can, just try to make sure our technique's good, and just um, take it out on the field. So I think that's helped a lot.
0: You mentioned D'Angelo Mandel there. What is your relationship with guys like him and Keenan Ellis and some of these other guys that are on in this cornerback unit?
1: Yeah, they're, they're my really good friends. Um, it's nice being so close to your position group just because you can bond and feel comfortable in there and do you.
0: What is Coach Guilford like? I know I've talked to a number of other cornerbacks who say that he's a pretty real one, but what is he like in your opinion?
1: Yeah, he's he's like just like a friend like that's coaching me, telling me what to do. But
0: yeah, he's a cool guy. Well, did you have a good relationship with him before you ended up here at BYU? Yeah, I actually met him at a camp during high school.
1: And... Yeah, and so that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to come back, too, is to the Coach T. he's yeah, he's just like one of my friends. can talk to him about anything you want, and then also with the coach aspect of it.
0: How has it been? I We saw uh, we saw Keenan Ellis go down in that first game. Isaiah Heron left the last game a little bit early. How difficult is it to see guys that you've trained with all summer long lost to injury? How difficult is that?
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see him like that. Um, I'm glad he's doing better, though. Um, but yeah, it was it was really hard to see him on the field like that. But so he'll be back
0: soon. So well, it's good to hear. Can you give me a little bit of a scouting report of what you see from USF on film? Um, they like to pass a lot.
1: We're gonna be running a lot of uh, our nickel stuff probably this week. Um, and yeah, just that's what the coaches say, and then we'll do whatever it takes.
0: Well, so does, does that excite you, though? Because if you're playing a lot of nickel, that means probably a lot more game time for you. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, just a lot more passing than the last few games. So. All right, so I, last thing for me is when you have teams like that come from Florida, they're obviously coming across the country, but they're also coming to elevation. Do you think the elevation is an advantage for you guys?
1: Oh, yes, for sure. They're going to be tired out. Probably won't run, be able to run as many deep routes. Um, I think they'll get tired faster. they just have to sub a lot more. Um, yeah, and then the time change, too, will be different for them because we're playing so late.
0: A 10 o'clock kickoff on their body clock, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Jacob, uh, last thing for me is I, I just wanted to ask you, do you have, a, like, a unique trait about yourself, whether it's a talent or something that uh, you think stands out about yourself individually? Um, just with football or with anything, anything, just in live football, whatever it might be.
1: Um, I don't really know. Uh, like hanging out, really just chilling. I like taking naps a lot. So that's about, yeah, I'm pretty boring.
0: (laughs) What are you studying in college? Are you, are you just currently doing generals?
1: Um, I'm doing business management right now.
0: Okay. Well, I I can understand. I can understand that you got you got to study a lot. I know how I know how busy the business school is down there at BYU. So, yes, sir. There's no reason not to be boring, and naps are always a good thing, right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, Jacob, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with me. Look forward to seeing you out there on the field against USF once again, and best of luck. All right. All right, thank you. Thank you for having me. There you go. Jacob Robinson, the self described boring cornerback or defensive back for BYU. And he is taking on a very unique role because, as the nickelback, you do face guys like slot receivers who might be your size or smaller, but you also could be facing a tight end, let's say like an Isaac Rex uh, potentially. Six foot six, 250 pounds. Jacob Robinson, I think they list him at like six foot 180. I, I don't know what exact. I don't have his roster up his roster profile up in front of me, but it's a very, very interesting role. But thank you to him for taking some time to join us here on locked on Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a moment though, we'll round out today's show with the other news involving BYU athletes, BYU teams in action all of the news you guys need to know here on a Thursday. We'll also check in a little bit on what's going on in the NFL week two, obviously in the rearview mirror, uh, NFL week three begins tonight on Thursday night. And I forgot to do that earlier on in the week. So we'll touch on that in a moment as well, right here. But just a quick reminder for you guys that today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Sweatblock. Many of you out there probably have had situations in your life where it's that Southwest Airlines want to get away moment, or you've had a huge presentation at, work, uh, just a crazy first date that you can't believe you're going on and we've all been nerves just a ball of nerves and we start to sweat and be pit out. Uh, it's probably the it's probably a crass term there but we've all been there. That's where our friends at SweatBlock come in, folks. It's a clinical strength antiperspirant that is guaranteed to keep you dry for up to seven days per use. If SweatBlock doesn't keep you dry, they do have a dry shirt guarantee that you will get your money back. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by actual firefighters, and the best part is it's a bestseller on Amazon. has been so for the past 10 years, over 13,000 Amazon reviews, and currently, it's number one in Amazon's antiperspirant category, and the best part about it, it's manufactured right here at home. In the USA. It gives you that confidence to wear what you guys want to wear. So if you want to give it a shot, I think it's phenomenal. It keeps me dry, and trust me, I am a guy who is a very sweaty individual by trade. So give it a shot. Go to sweatblock.com, save 20% right now by using the promo code locked on, 20% at sweatblock.com using promo code locked on, or order it on Amazon, or you also can find it on your local shelves at your local CVS pharmacy. But if you want to save that 20% off, get to sweatblock.com and and use the promo code LOCKED ON. One final time out on today's show to talk to you about our friends over at Online. Of course, the football season is in full swing, and there is no better place for all of the sports betting action than to go to BetOnline.ag. They've got you covered top to bottom when it comes to the pro and college football action this season. They have a brand new updated website and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, my friends. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% Welcome bonus that is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 to take advantage of that. From football to basketball to boxing, right down to your Vegas casino favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available from our friends at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So once again, that's promo code NFL100 to take advantage of that 100% welcome bonus. Get on it now, folks. It's all courtesy of BetOnline as they are your online sportsbook experts. Before we go here on this Thursday edition of the show, let's catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan. Let's start off with the schedule today. BYU Women's Softball actually kick off their fall schedule with their blue and white scrimmage. The first of, I believe, six blue and white scrimmages. That is today at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time at Gale Miller Field. It is open to the public, if I'm not mistaken, so if you want to go watch some softball action this afternoon, please do so. It's just down there in Provo. Also, BYU Women's Volleyball is back in action tonight. They begin West Coast conference plays they host the Pacific Tigers at the Smith Fieldhouse, that match scheduled for 7 o'clock Mountain Time, streaming live on the BYU TV app. Also, men's tennis continues to play in the ITA Mountain Regionals that are being hosted at the Outdoor Tennis Courts. A number of teams from around the Intermountain West are in Provo for that. So if you want to watch that, it's an all-day affair uh, going on throughout this week out there at the Outdoor Tennis Courts in Provo there at BYU. Now, a couple of the results for you guys from earlier on this week. You need to give a big shout-out to the BYU Women's Golf Program. They won their second straight tournament, beating two top 25 teams in the Mercedes-Benz Collegiate Championship championship in Knoxville Tennessee the Cougars shot a total of two over par 854 the win marks the first time the Cougars have captured consecutive tournament victories since the fall of 2016 Carrie Roberts we're going to talk more about here in just a moment had this quote in the release our girls are good and stayed locked in from the first shot to the last they stayed composed in control and did what they needed to do to win they won by three shots over 15th ranked Miami who finished five over par Uh, UTSA Chattanooga and Augusta finished." A three way tie at 12 over par. So BYU absolutely showing out. Alicia May Mateo led the way, shooting a grand total of one under par. She was tied for fourth place. Kirsten Fo, tied for 12th. Lila Naliai, tied for 20th. Anik Hack uh, has. Hakiz- Hakawezik, hopefully I pronounced her name correctly. I always butcher it. Uh, she finished 31st, and then Addie Anderson rounded out the scoring for BYU, tied her 44. So, a really, really fun showing. The Cougars are headed to Walcott, Colorado for the Golf Week Challenge at Red Sky Golf Club. That'll be September 27th through the 29th, a.k.a. they begin play next week in that tournament. So, there you go, how the women's golf program did. Uh, final thing today, well, two things on today. has announced their 2021 Athletic Hall of Fame class. Will be inducted this week. Some really, really big names. None bigger than former Naismith Player of the Year, Jimmer Fredette. Yes, the man, the myth, the legend that is Jimmer is going into the BYU Hall of Fame, a well deserved honor. But he will be joined by longtime BYU athletic training legend, Gay Merrill, former BYU baseball and World Series champion Brian Banks. Carrie Roberts, we just mentioned, one of the best golfers in BYU women's golf history, now coaching the women's golf program. She is going in, and then also Amy Otis. Amy Otis, a two, uh, not two-time, multiple time All-American in both indoor and outdoor track, also a national champion. This is a star-studded Hall of Fame class, and obviously when you're Jimmer, you're going to be the headliner of it, but we need to make sure that we absolutely acknowledge the four other members of this class, because a lot of them are 10 as I mentioned, Brian Banks winning a World Series, Amy Otis, uh, like I mentioned, multiple-time All-American and national champion in her own right. Gay Merrill is like literally—if you talk to anybody about athletic training around BYU, she is just an absolutely legendary figure. And then Carrie Roberts doing great things when she was a player uh, on the links there for the women's golf program, and now back-to-back wins to start off their season. Yeah. There's a lot of star potential and a lot of cool things. So congratulations to all five of them. As we mentioned, they'll be inducted uh, on Friday, September 24th. And looking forward to that. Since the inception of the BYU Hall of Fame, nearly 250 student-athletes, coaches, administrators, teams, and broadcasters have been inducted into the Athletic Hall of Fame. Among the criteria to be considered for induction are All-American status, university graduation, professional accomplishments, and community service. So congratulations once again to all five of these new inductees and looking forward to the festivities surrounding that. Now our final thing today is rundown how things went in week two of the NFL season for former Cougars and the pros. So Let's do it. Let's dive on in. Starting off with Brady Christensen, an offensive lineman for the Carolina Panthers. He played four snaps on offense, recorded one solo tackle. Also played six snaps on special teams for the uh, Panthers last week. Michael Davis for the Chargers. He played all of their defensive snaps for the Chargers. I uh, recorded six total tackles, four of them solo in action last week. Taysom Hill, obviously currently the backup quarterback slash do everything player for the New Orleans Saints. Well, they got beat pretty bad. but He played ten snaps on offense only six snaps on special teams he rushed twice for 16 yards and had one tackle in that on the season Taysom Hill has a very gaudy stat total of one for one passing for three yards four rushes for 17 yards and one tackle Hopefully, we'll see him break out relatively quickly. Harvey Longy had a decent uh, showing for the New England Patriots. He played a grand total of nine defensive snaps and 14 snaps on special teams. He has no stats officially through the season so far. His running mate at linebacker there in New England, Kyle Van Noy, was held out of the game uh, as he felt under the weather. The hope is that he's back this week. If I'm not mistaken, I didn't hear anything about COVID, so hopefully it was just he had uh, just some symptoms and decided, you know what, I need to take a day and He moves on. Uh, Also, Zane Anderson, who was called up to the active roster last week, He was put back on uh, the practice squad, if I'm not mistaken, in Kansas City. It's a really interesting thing with these COVID deals is players can be elevated for one game and then sent right back to the practice squad, thereby bypassing waivers. It's kind of a new system that the NFL implemented, and I I also get it. Dax Milne played all of four offensive snaps and had no stats for the Washington football team, still has no stats for two games so far this year out there in the nation's capital, but it's cool to see him on the active roster. Just the fact he was the penultimate pick in the NFL draft and then beat out some guys who were actually thought of as guys who would absolutely make the roster to make the WFT squad. Really, really cool to see Daniel Sorensen played all 76 defensive snaps for the Kansas city chiefs. Also had three snaps on special teams, totaled 10 tackles, seven of them solo with two tackles for loss and one quarterback hit in that thrilling loss on Sunday night to Baltimore Uh, for the season. Sorensen, he is absolutely Pairing it up, 14 tackles, nine of them solo, two tackles for loss, and two quarterback hits absolutely getting it done. Sione Takitaki played for the Cleveland Browns, played only 16 defensive snaps and 9 snaps on special teams, had two tackles, one of them solo and one tackle for loss. Kairos Tonga played 8 defensive snaps as a nose tackle for the Chicago Bears, 4 snaps also on special teams, still has no stats for two seasons, but similar to Dax Milne, as a 7th-round draft pick, to make the 53-man roster in the NFL, it's an accomplishment in and of itself. Jamal Williams played 22 snaps for for, uh, for the Detroit Lions against his former team in Green Bay on Monday night. He totaled seven rushes for 25 yards, three receptions for 12 yards, so a decent showing for Jamal. He is a fun guy, folks. You probably saw him talk about the fact that when he left Green Bay, he's like, well, it's like an ex-girlfriend. They don't want me around? I gotta move on. Jamal is an absolute wizard when it comes to speaking with the media. And it's just just who he is. He is so much fun and love seeing him out there. Another running back, formerly of BYU, Tyson Williams. 37 snaps uh, for the Baltimore Ravens in that win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Totaled 13 carries for 77 yards, two passes for 16 yards. This is a fantastic story. Tyson Williams playing for three different college programs during his collegiate career. Obviously, his season at BYU cut short after that ACL injury. The fact that he's playing as much as he is for the Ravens, it's an absolutely incredible story, and I think we should all be rooting him on. Final two guys I want to highlight today. Uh, Fred Warner played all of the 49ers' defensive snaps in their win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Had seven tackles, five of them solo, one tackle for loss, and then Zach Wilson, Not a great showing, folks. Played all the offensive snaps as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Finished 19 of 33 for 210 yards. Zero touchdowns, four interceptions. Rough, rough day for the rookie quarterback. He also rushed three times for 19 yards. Better days are ahead for Zach Wilson, I hope, because get it out of your system now, folks. He's got two touchdowns against five interceptions, obviously, through two games. Not a great disparity, but also, we also got to realize... He is a rookie, and this is the NFL. They're obviously going to be upping the ante and hopefully he'll get things figured out. And then one final note for you guys is congratulations to Tristan Hodge. He was released by the Jets a few weeks ago in their final cuts. He was picked up by the Cleveland Browns and added to their practice squad this week. So congratulations to Tristan on getting another opportunity in the NFL this time in Cleveland. Other guys on practice squads currently include Matt Bushman, Bronson Kafusi, Corbin Kafusi, Kainakua, and Troy Warner. Alright, that is going to do it for today's edition of the show. Cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast. As always, thank you once again for making us your first listen every single day. A number of you have reached out to Jake, I don't miss it. And you know what? I appreciate your guys' support. Now I want to encourage you guys, though, make sure you go and listen to the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Make it part of your listening repertoire because we all know that BYU is going to be a member of this conference, so stay apprised of everything going on in the Big 12 by downloading it now and listening to it. Josh Neighbors is one of the best guys out there. I want you guys to check that out. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at locked on cougars. Also, make sure to reach out anytime you want via email lockedonbyu at gmail.com. And oh boy, I just realized I never re- revealed who the winner was of uh, USF tickets. So, you know what? Let's pause for one more second. Our winner of tickets this week, and I apologize, I probably should have done this, you know, at the start of the show, but uh, I, I apologize. I'm losing my mind, I feel like, half the time. But nonetheless, folks, uh, it was really cool to see you guys respond to the question to win tickets. But you guys are quick on the draw, I got to say that. But the winner of tickets this week to go watch USF BYU Saturday night is our good friend Ryan Madsen. Kalani Satake, his record when his team, speaking of BYU, is ranked during his tenure at the helm of the Cougars program is a grand total of 12 wins and 2 losses. So congratulations, Ryan. I'll reach out to get you those tickets. We'll do more of these, obviously. There's still three home games to go. We'll give away those tickets. And it's a fun way to reward you guys who are long-time and loyal listeners. And I can't thank you guys enough for that. All right, now we're done. Thanks again for your guys' support. Have a great day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 23rd, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.